0: to family value. This is Wax Poetic on Co op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. So,
2: what if I write a poem like a song?
0: And good afternoon, and welcome to yet another edition of Wax Poetic here on Co op Radio. Uh, I'm trying to, th- just as I'm saying that, I'm trying to think of how many years Wax Poetics has been on the air. It's probably like 20 years, over 20 years here Something on like that. Co-op Radio. And I was going to
2: say, yeah, it must be like yet another to you. You've been doing it for almost 16 years now.
0: Uh, yeah, I think Is that, so. Is right? I think I, I started I in no
2: 2010, idea. and you've done it 10 years older than you now.
0: Yeah, long I, I can't remember.
2: So it may feel like Yet another that we love to do. And I'm the other co-host, Pamela Bentley.
0: And we have in studio, we have a guest traveling uh, across the country doing their uh, Western Canadian poetry tour, and they're in studio with us today. Uh, DMP, also known as Daniel Mark Patterson. Hi, Daniel. Hello.
1: So nice to have you here, and uh, we'll get you to kick
0: off the show with a poem.
1: I shall do that. At eight years old, I saw a speech therapist for three months. I knew how to form the syllables, but terror gave my throat a trembling vibrato, I pronounced stutter. At home, I skillfully evaded my mother's agitation and my father's rage. When I was a baby, my sister put me in a box and taped the top lid shut, my first mentor in invisibility. At school, I stuck to the peripheries, afraid of my own family. Imagine how much strange kids terrified me. Any ventures out of seclusion were usually met with name-calling and derision. Fatso and Earthquake were more common greetings than my own name. I was mocked for my clothes, we were dirt poor, and my stutter. I had sweet fantasies of fighting back, but where do you start when all you see is enemies and your own potential bloodshed? My first friends were characters in books. King Arthur and his knights of the round table, Alice in Wonderland, the chronicles of Narnia, brave warriors, misfit and lonely children, far away magical lands. I knew I wanted to be a writer before I ever wrote my first story, my first poem. "'Imagination was my preferred dimension, "'but how to create beautiful worlds "'when I could barely survive the one I was in. "'So having found my voice, how can I muzzle it? "'I am an open book because I want people to read me. "'I am terrified of this previous anonymity. "'So much so, I often give far too much of myself away. "'Return home, know that an irretrievable piece of me "'was left in a poetry stage, "'and I have strewn these pieces like breadcrumbs "'and stages all over the country. "'That is why the road feels like home.' Because I have left parts of myself there Sometimes I think other people know me better than I do That I have no idea where my poems end and I begin At the same time, what I have given up has been returned many times over I am a collage of a man made up as much of other people as myself I take their strength and their friendship with me Somewhere right now, parts of me are dancing I am loved, connected, no longer alone
2: that's a really good poem to start out with. When uh, RC just finished saying that you were on the on the road and those pieces that you feel like you've scattered, like breadcrumbs. So I mean, if we follow that analogy, then that means that they're going to be followed back to you or back to home, right? But do you ever get them back, those pieces, or do do you just and then you're, there's nothing left when you're done?
1: I kind of feel like it, like it's kind of spread out on the wind, but you collect other people's breadcrumbs as you go, mm. and you all become parts of each other. And that's uh, and that and that and that was kind of kind of what I was going for with the whole collage of a man made up of other with much of other people mm. as myself.
0: I was thinking those breadcrumbs were just uh, eaten by penguins along the way,
1: <laughs> mm. <laughs> by my other by my other personalities, or, yes. or the <laughs> yes. And the re- reference sure to penguin.
2: The reference to penguin. Can you explain that for people that don't know about that? Penguins
1: are, are an extremely awkward creature. I find <laughs> uh, uh, they they're lovable. They they try and fit in, but they just don't quite do so. And uh, they're kind of stumbling and f- and fumbling around, and and they're lovable, but. They're, they're awkward. I feel I'm, I'm very much like that. Humans are very much like that. The way we interact with each other is very much like that.
0: So you think and, of yourself
1: as a penguin? Yes, I think of myself very, very much as a penguin. Also, being a, being a man, you know, a lot of times I haven't felt comfortable in, in that skin. And another thing about penguins a lot of people don't know is they're, they're very gender neutral. And in, in, in some cases... Some types types of penguin li- literally they, they they do tests on, and it's almost impossible for for them to determine whether they're men or or, or women. They just kind of are, hmm. and it's uh, and in a way, you know I, you know I kind of think it's the way people should look more at other people. It's just are you know with all these labels attached to them.
0: Did you know that there are penguins in Australia and New Zealand?
1: Yeah, I was hearing I was hearing about that. Did a bit of bit of reading. It's pretty cool. I can't, I can't remember what. Uh, which ones now that you At the very it. far
2: south ends of those? But I
1: remember, I don't remember what uh, s- species of penguin, but I know they're... Yeah,
0: they're they're, I think they're less Arctic-like. I mean, Al Mader has told me this, and he surprised me and, <laughs> uh, with this news of penguins existing in New Zealand and in Australia. So I was like, the penguins no are, are,
1: The penguins are taking over. I guess so. We're universal now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you still feel like you uh, can't tell where the poem ends and you begin when you leave the stage?
1: yeah sometimes it, some 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 sometimes it's it's a struggle always to uh to, to you know put put up that boundary about who you are as a performer and who you are as a poet and sometimes you don't want that ba- that that boundary you kind of just want it to be part of you so it's always uh that that's always something you i've kind of struggled with
0: do you i'm curious if you have a sense of when because you do a lot of really um revealing and honest work about your childhood when you get up on stage, do you find that sometimes when you're performing that you can, it's, and it's not taking on a persona, but you're able to expand yourself in a way that you can share all of that. And then when you step off a stage, uh, do you shrink at all? And go Okay, like, hey, I don't want anybody to talk to me for a while now that I've revealed all this stuff. Or do you feel comfortable just still uh, being in that kind of performance energy i
1: guess i don't mind talking to people but uh, but i definitely become uh, more awkward and more shy (laughs) you know a minute ago people might have been saying matt my god you're so brave and you're so fearless and then i'm kind of like <laughs> you know, you know, you know, like a, kind of I found my, my Mickey voice, my sorry, my Mickey Mouse voice all the sun as opposed to, to a minute before I might have had the Hercules, ah, I'm all powerful and strong, taking on monsters and slaying them. And suddenly, you know, you know, it's like you're a lot smaller, you're a lot more vulnerable once uh, you actually look people in the face.
2: So it's easier to be vulnerable and reveal things about yourself on stage than it is. In like person to person, real non-performance.
1: Yeah, yeah, for, for for sure. Part of it is uh is is that when you're on a on on a stage, it's you can't always see people. You know, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And so there's always that there's always that that, that bit of a bit of divide. You're kind of you're kind of just it's just you your DM your DMP. you know you know you're 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 telling stories, and then a minute later it's like. Now you're Daniel Mark Patterson, you're off the stage, you have no more poems to hide behind. Sure. And and these people are introducing them, themselves to you and you're like, God, I hope you like me. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> right. You have the line in there about you you compare how you were when uh how you were treated when you were a kid and then the idea of um that you're fighting against that anonymity by going up on stage and telling your stories. Yeah. Um and I can't remember where I was going with that
1: question, but I just wanted to comment on that. I wanted to ask you to say a little bit more about that. Uh, well, the well, the idea that I, I guess was was that uh, anonymity and like invisibility was was kind of a survival te- technique. And when I when, when I was younger, and now that I, that I'm older, you know, you know, you, you get sick of that. You're like, I've had it with silence. I want to I want to announce my my existence to you. And, 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 and in a way, this, this has kind of given me the opportunity to, to like do that. And it's like now that I've had the opportunity to put my voice out there, you, you know, you know, you know, it's like once you let it out, you know, it's really hard to rein it back, back mm-hmm. in again, and you don't want to.
2: That was the question I was going to ask is why was that important. So that's great. Yeah. I uh,
0: used to uh, lock my uh, brother in an accordion case uh. when he was like uh, five, six years old. Okay, but never, in a, a never in a box, here. though. Uh, no, well, was, I'd, I'd lock it up, that. and he couldn't get out, and it would take to see how long he could handle it. <laughs> <laughs> it, was game, it was a game we played. And you're you're a monster. To, uh, <laughs> well, because Daniel talked about being put in a box. So, oh, sort okay. Of, okay. And my brother turned out quite
1: well. Okay, so it sounds you like your, your your brother and my sister would have gotten along quite well. Uh, yeah, well, no, I was the one to who share. put him in there. Yeah, oh, that, all that, that, that's oh, that's right. You you and my sister would have. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. laughs> stories to share of torture of It wasn't siblings. torture,
0: though. It was, it was a game. We were having fun.
2: Oh, he—he was—it was—he. Uh, I was, didn't
0: like uh, like force him in there. Oh, it's a, okay,
2: well that's different. Oh, I, I would
0: convince him that it was a good thing. Oh and yeah, do okay,
2: it. well that's different. Yeah. I don't know it. if it
0: is different, but uh, it was more. <laughs> I bu- think it's different. Yeah. There's
1: Narnia inside that box, young
2: yeah. man.
0: Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> There you go. Uh, so our guest today is Daniel Mark Patterson, visiting us uh, from Ottawa, Ontario, where he is based and is a performance poet there, and, uh, and now newly a, um, a playwright as well. And we can maybe talk about the play that you wrote uh, 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 in just a bit, but let's have another uh, poem. And uh, you're listening to him here on Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM, and our show is uh, Wax Poetic.
1: All right. We'll take it from uh, a little bit later. Uh, I, I, I guess in life here. This one's called Halloween, 1997. Strange in high school, how you think graduating will be the start of an easier life. There was a palpable relief of my graduation ceremony, and poet in training that I was, several tears over the fact that the worst had passed. Can I get a in Cohen-inspired hallelujah? No more wedgies, no more books, no more girls pitying looks. I was finally a man set to do manly things. Get a job, go to college, become a famous writer or actor, perhaps all of the above at once. These five years had turned me into tempered, invincible steel. Even if I didn't have the courage to ask any of the girls at prom to dance with me. Tonight was my final rite of passage. Tomorrow, I would be an adult with adult secrets. At 37, I am still waiting for that moment of illumination. Picture Halloween 1997, one year later. Just moved out, my first Halloween alone. Throughout childhood, you think you're building up for some big reveal upon high school graduation. But that time never comes. And now you're on your own against life demons, fairly sure you are no more equipped to deal with them than you ever were. Nobody to hold your hand and look under your bed with you. You are your own monster hunter now, and you haven't even managed to slay your acne. Over time, you discover something. A gradual unfolding of knowledge far slower than a a sudden onrush of epiphany. But every time you pay a bill on your own, get a job, ward off the greedy teeth of eviction, or pop an acidic blackhead into the evil eye of a Jabberwocky blinding it, (laughs) you become acutely more aware that you are not as ill-equipped for the soul life as you think you are. You have hidden gifts which somehow see you through. Halloween 2015. Growing up never stops. I'm still afraid sometimes. But not a frightened kid. Sometimes the monsters hide from me now.
0: Hmm. <laughs> That's a good ending. Uh, what did you dress up as? If you did dress up as anything that first Halloween outside of high school.
1: Uh, I'm not sure. To be honest, uh, it was it was a prompt given me by CR Avery. Oh, okay. <laughs> what your past, Halloween uh, Halloween nineteen ninety seven. Oh okay. and that got me thinking, but that that would have been an interesting way to picture what outfit I might have been wearing, but I'm pretty boring on Halloween, I hate to say. Yeah. <laughs> you could just a, make it up too. <laughs> yeah. It's uh I'm I might have uh I guess my Halloween costume was an adult. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> and then you took it off the next day. Yeah, uh, or it and I still didn't quite fit that body, at least yeah. at that point.
2: Yeah. You do a lot of – you have really immersed yourself in poetry slam. Um, you think about strategy. You think about the poems that you're doing. You, you Like you really play the game. Some people use um, slam just to – get their poetry out and then they move on to other things and we're going to talk about your play a little bit but I wonder if you could say something about that because I know that you are one of the people I think of who really is in the game right thinks about it as a game and a competition and wants to win
0: and
1: yeah I'm I'm very competitive and it, and it's been that that way uh, in the past. I kind of see it as a as a means to an end. I mean, I've seen a lot of people that have that have won national championships. Like I kind of Aniyabula Open Secret for people in the community that might know who that is. Uh, Perfrock Shadow Runner, um, If the Poet, who had a documentary out on CBC recently, was another national champion. There's a lot of opportunities that that can come out of it, but it's uh, that that said it's like more or more or less o- over the last year or two i have found myself uh move, move, moving away from it a bit as well i mean i it's nice to see what other stuff is out there like you were mentioning uh you were you you mentioning that play that i thought i got involved with i think it's a metamorphosis for for, for for me lately and as much as i as much as i love poetry slams as much as i as much as i love competition it's nice to kind of, to kind of break out, out of that a bit i mean i'm still there's, there's still a part of me that, that, that really wants to win, you know, a national title and everything. Be like, yeah, you know, I have my name on it. And particularly, I play the game in many ways, but in other ways, I don't. I never specifically write a poem that I'm like, this is going to win a poetry slam. I, what I do is I write the best poetry that I could write, and I choose from that which, which poems I want to perform. And... uh and, and And I know a lot of people write specifically to try to try and win and win the poetry slam, so it's so so I like the fa i like the uh, the idea of winning with the poem that i that I think fits mm-hmm. a poetry slam mm-hmm. best rather than writing you know, a poem specifically tailored to win at a, at a poetry slam It's like I like to think that good writing can can, can overcome uh, writing about buzz topics or or fitting in some kind of slam formula.
2: You're nodding uh, your head too, RC. Do you have anything to say about
1: that? Uh, I mean, I was well, nodding
2: my I, head, but I already kind yeah. of said what I. Uh,
0: said. Well, I well, no, I wasn't. I'm um, just <laughs> was listening.
2: Yeah. Well, we were both listening and nodding our heads when you were talking about that. Yeah, I, you know, like I, writing I the best poem rather than.
1: Yeah. So so so, so other than that, I mean, I, I I guess my view has kind of changed over the last uh, couple couple of years, but I don't really know too much what else to say about that. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but what about your play? You put a play out uh, late last year. Can you talk a bit uh, about what that was and the process? Yeah, like?
1: that 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 was actually a really good good good, good experience. It was uh, something. Well, started out as a really good experience. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> what happened is uh, is about four years ago, three four years ago. I I I had an idea that I that I could literally. Uh, Bridge a lot of my, my, my poems together With dialogue and everything And create a one-person show And uh, that was that was the original plan for, for, for this But I was looking for a director And, and I kind of just hung on, on the shelf for a long time Until I met somebody uh, around... Um was late May, early, early June of this past year. I was in two thousand and fifteen when I say past so It's two thousand and sixteen now. So <laughs> I'm sure you made that jump with me, but <laughs> but but yeah. No, I'm no I'm no I'm no, I met this person. I, I mentioned I had this uh, play and I was looking for someone to be involved because she was she been was talking about artistic collaboration and well, she looked at it and she was like, well, you know, it's like. You you, you kind of only need to play yourself and 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 your dad. I could play the uh, the other characters. It's like I love this script. We could do something with it. I was like, okay. Well, after three four years, it'd be nice to get this off the schneid and actually yeah. and, and actually pre- perform it. And we worked together for like a couple months. Did did rehearsals. Uh, tried to, to 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 get all the promotions out there, but we're, we're both rookies of this whole thing. So so. Uh, we didn't we did well from from like one aspect we got to, we 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 got great reviews from like the re, the reviewers that came out the media that came out to see it unfortunately not very much the uh, not my very much audience uh, mm. the plan was to expand it into something larger but unfortunately uh, i guess you could say say creative uh differences uh, creative apocalyptic differences <laughs> 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 uh and everything kind of went up in fire and brimstone at the end and oh. uh and a, and it's a project that I that I'd love to get off get off the ground again but it would have to would have to be with a different person and uh and uh it probably have have to go through rehearsals again to get it back yeah. where I wanted to so it's more of a situation where that who you were working <laughs> with that probably won't move
0: forward but the chance to put it on again is definitely there's, a possibility There's
1: a chance like I think uh because of, of money reasons and uh, and not having money to, to put forward on stuff, I, like as far as be, being able to hold over a larger venue, being aff- able to afford that kind of thing, uh, we, we had to start in a smaller venue. We, we, were, we were running – show out of a tiny little classroom mm-hmm. and that and that's not really really your best uh set for like a, a theater show to succeed uh despite that like i said we we got great media reviews and it's like uh the media that came out loved the show the small audiences that came out loved the show that's
2: fantastic it was
1: it was just a matter of getting more than like sure. like six people in the yeah, audience yeah. <laughs> that's always tough though yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh and and and, and unfortunately I felt like it like it's something I could have done well on a much bigger stage. It could have been in Fringe or or heck, uh, I mean I, I had people tell me, you know, you know you know it really should be a national arts center one day once the show's developed and have you and, thought you know,
2: about doing it at the fringe?
1: Uh I I have and and it, and it's still on the radar, but I but I have other poetry that I could adapt out of other parts of my life as well, so it's it's hard to figure out whether I uh, whether I adapt that particular show or whether I take on, on another show, but another mm-hmm. aspect of my life, and uh, and go from there.
2: So you are going to do more yeah. of this, then obviously. Oh
1: yeah, it's like I think uh, I think this is one of the, one of the major jumps for me out of uh, out of um, just poetry slam. I don't want to just be that that guy forever. does poetry slam. <laughs> 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 it's like there there has to be a, be a be a point where you where you evolve, and it's like. And I've never, I've never thought of my, myself as a, a slam poet. I'm just somebody that uh, performs in a lot of slams. E- mm. Even, even though I've done uh, a lot of poetry slams and everything, I have a lot of poetry that that never sees the light of day, just because it you don't you don't do a 45 second sonnet at a poetry slam, It just doesn't mm-hmm. happen. Well, you could, but you could one minute <laughs> round. You could if you don't
2: care about the scores.
1: Uh, so we're getting close
0: to the end of the show. The uh, here are the options you can either read another poem right now and we chat afterward or we can keep uh, asking you questions for a little bit <laughs> and then wrap up with your poem or what would you like to do
1: let's uh, let's wrap up with the poem okay, okay well,
2: then i have one more question what was the name of the the play the
1: the collection mm. of confessions of a modern day penguin oh there he goes the penguin uh, thing. the penguin again
2: and you have uh you've been working on a manuscript that you've sent to a publisher can you say a little bit about that who what is the publisher and how did that all come about uh
1: well Speaking it's uh, it's uh, the publisher is, is hyperborea press um it's a uh, it's, it's it's a person i i i knew who was a, a U of O student uh who who started his own printing press they were they were very much a fan of my writing they wanted to they want they they, they wanted to make, make me one of their their early projects now i've, I've submitted uh, most of the poems that are that are going for publication um some of them may end up being in being, being in a second volume uh we uh, some of the poems may be reworked but the the book itself it, is for sure but it 's not coming out till till actually September, probably September or october we haven 't set a for mm-hmm. sure re- release date but it, it will be out at some point this year it will be a full length manuscript, and there will be illustrations in it oh cool. that's how that's how much i i I know right now and yeah uh, we have a couple titles uh, that, that, that we're kind of bountying around. Uh, right now, a couple of the lead contenders are A Penguin by Lamplight uh, or The Penguin Manifestos.
0: <laughs> have you thought of getting Penguin to publish it as well or distribute it? <laughs>
1: That would be the dream. May, maybe maybe down the road, but not, not quite yet. Yeah, I don't <laughs> even know if Penguin is still around. I don't think it yeah, is. Yeah,
2: w- when you said that, I was like, wait. I mean, I know they've morphed into other Somebody things. Somebody bought but them or yeah, something, yeah. It's not the same as those orange-backed books that we would like to.
0: Yeah. Uh, when you say a full-length manuscript, what does that mean? Like, how many poems or pages, or what does, what does that mean?
1: Well, what I ha- ha- have right now is about 200 pages, but I'm being told that that's probably a little bit long for, like, for like a, a, a full-length uh, poetry book. Uh, so what's likely going to happen is we'll probably do it in about two volumes. It'll be about 100 pages each. Hmm. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Well, I, I guess where an average novel, novel tends to be about 300 pages, an average book of poetry is about 100.
0: Okay. So. Um, we're going to mention announcements in a bit, but you're doing a show tomorrow night, correct?
1: I am doing a, Doing another Still show in tomorrow, tomorrow night, yeah. It's, uh, it's at Kwantlen University uh, in Surrey. Um, I'm, I believe, uh, if I remember the, the directions that, that were given to me by the slum master there, Simon Massey, it's uh, 76th Avenue and 126th Street. In Surrey. In Surrey, yes. Uh, I believe uh, he said catch the 319 if you're, if you're going by, by transit from, from uh, Scott Road Station. It'll take you right there.
0: Cool. And that's the Slama Palooza Slam that happens. I think it's monthly yeah. and uh, monthly. You're f- yes, you're the it's, this it's month. the
1: third. Uh, it's the third Thursday. Oh yeah, and it's happening at the Grassroots Cafe. that's yeah, the Campus. Portland
2: Student Association Grassroots Cafe, twelve six 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 seventy second Avenue. There we go. And now I know the bus number too. And it starts at five forty five tomorrow. And there'll be an open mic as well as Daniel's feature. And there's four spots reserved in that open mic list. Well, not an open mic list. It's open to all for the slam competition, not an open mic. And there'll be four spots reserved in that slam competition for Kwantlen students. Oh,
1: cool. Oh, I did a poor job of stealing thunder there. You're clearly more prepared than I am. Well it's our it's our event list. <laughs> yeah. It's our event
2: list that we finish with. So.
0: so uh let's get one final poem from you, Daniel, DMP, Daniel Mark Patterson, our guest this afternoon on Wax Poetic here on Co op Radio. CFRO one hundred point five FM.
1: All right. well I well I'm looking at this. It's like I have a one minute poem, so that's a little short. I'm gonna i'm gonna go with oh (laughs) (laughs)
2: the poem's not too short
1: okay we'll go we'll we'll, we'll go with that that's what (laughs) you want to do uh this is called put on a happy face uh (laughs) and and this is uh probably rc and and pam have had this experience as well uh somebody hears a poem of yours and and they're like that you know, you're a really good writer, but why don't you write happier poems? And, uh, <laughs> and, and this is my response to that. <laughs> to those who ask me, why don't you write happier poems? Why is there so much pain? There were only so many things which sh- can be said about a sunset with 17 tints of streaking purple-orange. Hallelujah. About a monarch butterfly in a field of tulips. Happy is a desirable state of mind, but a terrible road story. I write about the quest. Each rainbow an almost infinite collection of teardrops Yet pain as capital P stigma Is so often suffered in silence If seven billion souls howled into the void at once And nobody was around to hear us Would we realize we're not alone? This pain you speak of is my love song to humanity To the dreamers, misfits, hobos The forever children draped in their star cloaks of wonder It is a strong hand out of a rocky bottom For those who wish to take it my pain is gritty, primal, blood sacrifice. Poetry is the alchemy transforming it into beauty. My words are magic, my voice an invocation, a miracle freely given. You do not control it. Butterflies and sunsets are waiting for you. You won't find them here.
2: <laughs> it's true. It's it, yeah, It's hard to write about happiness sometimes. Um, and... It doesn't require comment.
1: Well, and it's also <laughs> interesting
2: because um, you can have a very good sense of humor and write a lot of sad poems,
1: which I try to do. Yeah. I, I try and add, and add humor to it. But
2: I uh, remember at the Anarchy Slam a couple years ago there, uh, and I remember the, the poet, but I can't remember her name right now, her stage name. And she got up at, during the Anarchy Slam, and she laughed, and she laughed. And she laughed and laughed and laughed for like two to three minutes. And everybody in the, by the end of it, everybody was laughing. And people like to laugh in Vancouver Poets. I was swim. there. Yeah. I, was, I remember it that. It was great, right? Yeah. Because we want people to feel sometimes there are poets that get up and want people to laugh, right? That's part of their what they do. And she just, I really loved how she subverted that and then just took it to its extreme as well.
0: Amnesia Jean time. Smith.
2: That's right. That is who it was. I couldn't remember her name. I had Amnesia about Amnesia Jane Smith's name. So thank you for that. But you're right. I have had that experience.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody has uh, had that experience. Even even the so-called happiest of poets have had yeah. that one poem that's not <laughs> yeah, happening. Everyone's right. like, why are you so gloomy? Why you beat Eeyore about hmm.
0: everything?
2: And then people, <laughs> uh, people also um, explain that on stage, too, like apologize for it. So.
0: All right. So let's get some announcements in.
2: Okay, so tomorrow also, as well as the Kwantlen Palooza that uh, Daniel Mark Patterson is featuring at the Surrey campus, um, James Lamb with David Samardin and special guest is on at... Um Skinny Fat Jacks, tomorrow at 8 p.m. Doors Music at 9. That is not strictly speaking poetry, but uh, if you've ever heard James Lamb's lyrics, they're very poetic. Saturday from 8 to 10.30, Dana I.D. Matthews, who is a um, slam poet and rapper, is doing a show um, at the Biltmore Cafe, or Cabaret, with a couple of other people. You can get tickets at ticketfly.com. And then Sunday, as always, is the Poetic Justice uh, at 3 o'clock, and it's at Original's Restaurante Mexicano at 800 Carnarvon Street. The, uh, the people who are the poets who are uh, performing are Frances Boyle, Bryn Simmers, and Dean Simmers, a family affair, daughter, and father. And uh, it's hosted by James Felton, who has taken over from Candace James as the Royal City Literary Art Society president, I believe. Oh.
0: Tonight, there's an event featuring Amber Dawn and Afro Dyke at the Heartwood Cafe starts at 7.30. There is an open mic and it's a, uh, it's an open mic for, uh, trans, uh, poets, queer poets and that sort of thing. That's at the Heartwood Cafe. Amber Dawn and Afro Dyke are performing. Daniel is performing at Palooza tomorrow in Surrey. You can check that out. Uh, and coming up on Monday is the Poetry Slam at Café de Soleil featuring Mariah Deer, uh, the current uh, Youth Slam Grand Slam champion. And it will be her last uh, performance on the Van Slam stage for a couple of years as they are moving to uh, Montreal to uh, study English and uh, creative writing. So that's about all we've got for this show. Thank you to Daniel DMP. Thanks for being here. Thanks,
1: it was a yeah. lot of fun.
0: Yeah, cool. <laughs> this brings uh, back
1: memories. <laughs> good luck uh, tomorrow. And uh, is that the end of your tour? Yeah, I'm. Uh, other than that, I'm just hanging around till Saturday afternoon, and then I fly back to Ottawa. All
0: right. Thanks for being part of uh, letting us be a part of your tour. Glad to have you here. Yeah. I'm RC Weslowski, and I'm Pam Bentley. Uh, no apologies necessary. He's coming up next.